Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 372. I just recently had one of our interns ask me what piece of advice I would give him to start a business. And I'll tell him, I'll tell you what I told him, which is just do it. Just take that leap and just go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Chris Constantine. Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I can be, if need be. I could jump in one of the simulators. <laughs> that sounds like fun. In fact, I should have come down there to L.A. to do this show with you live so we could sit and play with some of your simulators. I'm going to have to get down there, definitely. Chris Considine is the CEO of CXC Simulations, a Los Angeles-based company he founded in 2007 that builds full immersion automotive and flight simulators. Chris is a racer gone racing instructor to computer and graphic engineering expert. His simulators are sold all over the world to individuals and corporations. CXC is a high-tech engineering firm that has revolutionized the design and manufacture of advanced personal racing simulation equipment. Professional racers including Stefan Johansson, Patrick Long, Justin Wilson, and Graham Rahal are just a few who use and praise his machines. Chris is also the son of noted automotive journalist Tim Considine, who's been a guest here on Cars Yeah. Chris, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles and simulators? Well, as you mentioned, my father is a motorsports journalist so and has been for all my life, actually, <laughs> uh, that I can remember. So I grew up you know, from a very young age into cars and race cars specifically. And this company really is just an extension of that passion for race cars and and really kind of taken to the next level now that we're a professional training tool. So, I mean, we wanted to be a professional training tool from the very beginning. The first simulators, in, in fact, that I built were for myself for training. And to this day, we build simulators the same way. We build them for ourselves, and every once in a while, we have to let one go to a customer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have to keep the doors open. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what you what you guys are building there, and for our listeners that are not real familiar with CXC, we'll be talking about the website and a lot of other things here. But these simulators are very, very high-end professional. I mean, they're made for 
sitting and strapping yourself in and having the true experience, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it starts from kind of an obsessive compulsiveness uh, to have everything perfect from how it feels, how it looks, how it provides physical feedback to video feedback to audio feedback. We strive to make every part of that simulator as authentic and as exact as possible. And it goes down to, you know, the types of uh, components we use, like the steering wheels and shift paddles and right kind of spring for the shift paddle so that it feels just so. Um, and the types of carbon fiber and materials and titanium and stuff that we're using, just so that every part of it is as precise and as exact as possible. The end effect is you get a simulator that is ultra-realistic. I've sat in several different simulators. You go to car shows, you go to SEMA, you go to different events, and they have these simulators. And some of them are pretty good, but most of them you get in and the feedback isn't quite right. Everything is just a little bit of a tick off, and you're like, ah, I, you know, it's a little delay or a little lag or something isn't quite right. But from what I've heard about your simulators, and when you look at the the professional racers who've used your machines, they test and train on your machines. They've all said they're absolutely spot on. This is the way to get ready to go to a track that you've never been to. Yeah, well, that's been the aim from the beginning. And I think that um, one of the major differentiators between us and a lot of other simulator manufacturers is that we've come from a motorsports and training background. Mm. So we have that base knowledge of what it should feel like and we still and most of us here still race to this day so that we never lose that feeling so you know first and foremost there are training tools so they have to be precise also sometimes when you run into and this is something that we've learned over time um, as we get into new markets beyond training and to the entertainment and promotional simulator side if you give someone at a trade show, an ultra realistic experience, they'll be in the wall in the first corner. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's like throwing someone into a Formula One car who's never driven a race car or on a racetrack before. It's, uh, you know, if they're very realistic, they're not going to be a lot of fun. So you'll notice that even our simulators used in a trade show or entertainment environment are specifically designed for that purpose. Ah. So they will be, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better term, dumbed down or... We'll say tuned (laughs) down. (laughs) Tuned down, yeah. (laughs) Tuned down to, you know, cater to that market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's... Well, that makes sense. Absolute sense because uh, I used to race vintage cars. I do a lot of lapping days with club events. And you get some folks out there that just because a car can go fast doesn't mean they can go fast. Yeah. And uh, very shortly, uh, they end up in the wall or in the dirt or in the weeds, hopefully not in a wall or a tire barrier anywhere. So, well, we're going to learn more about what you're doing as we move through here. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Chris, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard one for me. I mean, I don't have an exact quote, but I mean... The way you know we operate around this business is build it as you would build it for yourself. There you go. Uh, in every way. <laughs> yeah. So that's your mantra? Is that the mantra of CXC? Do you guys have a, a company slogan or a mantra? We don't necessarily, but we kind of have one internally, mm-hmm. um, you know, amongst all the engineers and um, technicians here is – 
is if it's not good enough for you, then it's definitely not good enough for our customers. And we uh, we're very good at hiring people who are just as obsessive as I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, learning how to drive or understanding driving by the seat of your pants for people that have been on the track, they've been in racing environments, and then transferring that over to your simulators is definitely good. So you guys can sit down and go, you know what, this is what it's really like when you're out there on the track because most people haven't been in a race car. They haven't had that experience. So I think that's a great way to do things. You talked about growing up with a dad and, you know, I had a great talk with your dad here on Cars, yeah, and not only talked about his childhood TV times at My Three Sons, but mostly about his racing and his life around cars. And he he told us some interesting stories about uh, some things he did in the back lot at Disney in the parking lot, I think was with a couple cars. You probably heard those stories too. But would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love to hear about that pivotal moment in your life when you really realized, you know what, like my dad, I'm a car guy. Yeah. I would say that kind of moment where I I knew I was going to be into cars for a long time and really on the mechanical side of cars as well. A friend of ours, we lived in um, the Los Angeles Hills, like in Beverly Glen area. Mm -hmm. Um, So we lived on a very secluded street that had a very long downhill section. Cool. Uh, (laughs) So a friend of ours gave me a vintage go-kart chassis, but in pieces. And uh, my father literally just handed it to me in boxes and said, here you go, have some fun. I think I was probably about seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I put this thing back together again. I don't think I even got the brakes working. And I rode this thing down our hill over and over and over again. And I remember thinking, you know, being very afraid of the speed, the sheer speed that this thing could go down a hill. It had no <laughs> sure. engine, you know. Um, and then, you know, adjusting brakes. And I, I think, no, I didn't have brakes at first because I remember the way to stop it was to literally just throw it sideways. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I ended up in Beverly Glen, which is a major street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember from that point on, I knew I really wanted to be somehow in the motorsports industry, but also that I enjoyed not just driving the cars, but building the the go-kart as well from the pieces. Um, I enjoyed both equally. And initially, I got into racing just by driving. But later, with especially with this company, I really was able to kind of enjoy the other part, which is creating building on the side of motorsports as sure, well. Sure, sure. Oh, it sounds like fun. I think all of us have go-kart experiences. If our listeners go back and listen to my talk with Bruce Canepa, you'll hear a crazy go-kart story where he, <laughs> he just about killed himself in a go-kart because he would drive so fast and through intersections and things, so... Yeah, we've all had our crazy times, but getting into go-kart and going down a steep hill with no brakes, uh, yeah, you're a brave little kid, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, it escalated from there. As I got older, it be- it became Beverly Glen itself at oh my gosh. the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well. It, oh, yeah, it got much worse. A lot of it my parents still to this day don't know about. Oh, well, that's good. Well, well, we won't go too deep into that. We don't want to scare, especially mom. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like to hear those stories. What I'd love to do now, Chris, is crawl into the hood and uh, talk about some of the challenges or big failures that you faced along the way. You know, not only racing, but building a business and trying to get a presence out there in the marketplace. If you could share a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way, but the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did you learn from it? What did it teach you? 
Hmm. I would say probably a good challenge was building this company from a small single simulator at a time kind of company with maybe two employees uh, up to what it is now and the growing pains mm-hmm. that are involved in stepping up production uh, you know, having a large workforce. I mean, these are, especially for someone like me, who's never had any business training Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally trial by fire learning here. That process, that, that is an ongoing challenge, I would say. (laughs) It's been really interesting. Um, you know, just, it's, it's so easy to be a small company, just building something one at a time. Mm -hmm. And it is so much more difficult to scale that along the way without losing quality control and, and you know, all the things along the way um, that come with being a bigger company making more and more product. Sure. Well, let me ask you, if we could pick, there's, you know, businesses are fraught with challenges. Let's just talk about one thing today that as you've grown the business and, and tried to scale it and move up, what's, what's one thing that's just a bit of a constant challenge and how do you deal with that? <laughs> suppliers <laughs> suppliers would be oh i understand that yeah you know, yeah um i think that you know early on we had one supplier for one thing always and our suppliers were small and we were small and it worked fine until a supplier had an issue so uh, you know we've learned over time to have an ABC supplier, you know, always have a backup basically, um, and be able to diversify really so that you can kind of hedge your bets. And I'd say that is, this, you know, we're constantly trying to stay ahead of our suppliers and, and make sure that our, those relationships are good and, you know, and that we always have a backup in case something goes wrong. Yeah. You know, you dropped some great, uh, golden nuggets for our listeners out there that have businesses or thinking about businesses and scaling those businesses is, is having a backup. But I think the key you said is the communication line with those vendors to always be talking with them, listening to them, learning about what's going on in their business. And especially if they're overseas vendors, because they're so far away, there's there's language barriers to deal with sometimes, there's time frame, uh, time distance to deal with. So uh, I, I worked for many, many years in a company where we imported a lot of products from all around the world. And oh man, when you said that, all the pain came back. <laughs> into the back of my skull because yeah if you you rely on one person with a primary product and that person falls down and you never know what's going to happen with them so uh, uh i understand completely communication is key and having backups that those are the two takeaways i have from that one right yep that's ex- exactly and yeah. and your some of your suppliers can be your best mentors as well. They can teach you. Oh yes, a lot. Especially for us in manufacturing, they can really teach us a lot. You know, that's an even better comment in the sense that if you have a good relation with them, if they're working with companies that have already been through the the curves yeah. that you've been through, they can teach you so much. Well, when we worked with ABC Company, here's how they dealt with that. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's great to have those communities. That's why if they're uh, far away or even close, go visit them. <laughs> become, exactly, <laughs> become friends with them. Yeah, definitely. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I love to hear a story about a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea, this new direction you had for your business. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. I think probably the biggest aha moment for us was 
or for me just in general was the moment we I, I first started experimenting with uh, motion systems or or physical feedback for uh, a racing simulator and this was very very early on in the process actually before we were even really a company when I was just building my me and two of my clients uh, a simulator mm-hmm. my first two clients and I think the first time I was able to have a physical feedback from a racing simulation as a driver was huge and that's probably the moment i knew that this was going to be a really big thing yeah. <laughs> you know? oh yeah because that was one of the big gaps back then is that you know the software was getting better the visuals were getting better even the track models were getting better but you know, you were always missing that seat of the pants feeling. And back then it was very, even the motion and haptic feedback was very rudimentary. But just to have something, mm-hmm. something that was actively feeding you information physically was a pivotal moment, I will say. Um, and really made me think, you know, we have something here and have something that nobody else has. Very cool. <laughs> very cool. I understand. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular you could share with us? I've had many, definitely. I have a continual one. <laughs> oh, cool. Every once in a while, and a hand happens very randomly, but I'll walk into our facility here, mm-hmm. and I'll just have one of those moments where I go, oh, wow, this we started this in a shed <laughs> in my backyard yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. and here we are you know in a uh, almost 20,000 square foot facility with lots of employees customers on every continent except for antarctica look <laughs> where we are now you know and it's just one of those like yeah kind of gives you like a, a shiver almost mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh yeah yeah no <laughs> definitely something to be proud of and it's one of those things i've heard this from other people is Take a moment and breathe and think yeah. about it for a moment because it's too easy to just keep your head down and keep going down. Well, if you're going down the track, you want your eyes up, right? But yeah. you know what I mean. Keep your head down and plowing forward in business. But take that moment to just savor that moment and look around and go, wow, this is this is pretty darn cool. So fantastic. I love that. <laughs> Let's have a little bit of fun here. Growing up with a dad who was into cars and you were into cars, what was your first really special car? My first really special car was probably not even my car, but my father's. <laughs> oh, okay, even better. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with a uh, 1968 Austin Mini Cooper in the house. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> um, a Mini Cooper S as well. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, he has a couple of little original go fast parts on it. And I grew up learning. I drove, I learned how to drive a stick in that car. And to me, that's always been a very special car. And... When I started driving carts and then went on to cars, I started to really realize how special that car was. Yeah. Because it, w- it really is like a go-kart. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a next-door neighbor when I was in college who he became my college roommate, and his roommate had one of those. And I had never been in one, and I was living in uh, Pacific Beach, California, and he took me on a drive up to Mount Soledad, and many people know San Diego, La Jolla, that's a windy road that goes up to the top of this beautiful hill that overlooks the ocean, and then back down the other side, hillside drive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe what he was, I thought he was trying to kill me, but the car was just uh, like a go-kart, like you said. 
Well, yeah, and especially in my teenage years, you know, I I would very much enjoy scaring my friends in that car. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, it was around the time when I was starting to race and could drive a car fairly quickly, mm-hmm. and that car was capable of doing it, but it doesn't look like it. And, right. you know, my friends who don't know anything about racing, you put them in that car in a passenger seat and take them up to Mulholland, then you can <laughs> really scare someone in that car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mulholland Drive. What a wonderful drive. Great place. Yeah. I was going to college in L.A. We used to go up there and have some wonderful late night, uh, really late night drives on Mulholland. Very yep. cool. <laughs> How about a vehicle that you've owned that you've let go? That seller's remorse. Is there one that you really wish you had back in the garage? Uh, yes, actually, but not a performance car. <laughs> oh. I when I was uh, I was a little later in life and I was racing carts again. Um, I had a split window Westfalia Volkswagen oh. uh, bus, and unfortunately, I, I I mean I loved the car, but I didn't treat it very well because I literally threw my go karts in the back of it on the bed. <laughs> you oh, know? okay. And I was not very nice to that car, but now I really wish I had it back. I have uh, two young boys who love to go camping. It was such a cool car, and I would love to have it and restore it back and take the boys camping. You know? Yeah, boy, those have be- become pricey vehicles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real collector's cars. But wouldn't that be fun to relive your youth with your sons? And uh, have one of those that you could take camping and take to the beach and, you know, have some fun. Great choice. I like that. How about current projects? I always like to ask people, what are they working on now? What really has them excited and fired up? And one of the things you might include in this answer is your sim centers, because I found those to be really interesting. It's something relatively new to your business, right? Yes. So one of the things that we've been doing has been entering the entertainment market, but with still are very high-end in uh, simulators. So the idea is, and these are actually getting pretty big in Europe and Asia and Australia, um, where they operate, these are centers that operate almost exactly like an indoor go-karting facility, only instead of go-karts, they have high-end simulators, usually between 10 and 20 simulators, all linked together, racing together, as you would in a go-kart center. And they have all the same measuring sticks like you know the timing and scoring screens the printouts you know and they're you know organized races and typically they have food and beverage as well and they're very high-end facilities but they're they have some great advantages over go-kart centers in the sense that you get a a physical experience as you do with a go-kart and an authentic racing experience but i guarantee you that every single one of those simulators is dead equal you know, there are no good cars and <laughs> yeah. bad cars. You have the power of choice. You can choose the car and track and where in the world you will be racing. Um, so there's all sorts of great advantages with these systems. And from the operator standpoint, you know, obviously lack of consumables and oh, much yeah. smaller facility, less staff, less insurance, all that sort of stuff. So, again, they're getting really, really big in Europe and Asia and Australia, and we're trying to um, bring that model now to the U.S. as well, which seems to be a little bit behind on the motorsports end of the scale. Would these be centers that CXC owns and builds out, or would you lease or sell your equipment to other people that have their own centers? Currently, we we uh, sell complete packages, hardware and software, to other business owners okay. uh, that want to start these facilities. Uh, we are exploring uh, opening a few of our own kind of um, feature stores to mm-hmm. really show off the product. 
I would put them in malls so all of us guys that are bored out of our minds because we got drugged to the mall <laughs> could sneak down the, the the row and go into a, this store that says it's something else, but when you get inside, it's a CXE simulation center for guys. How's there you that? go. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, there's a free idea for you right there. All right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Very cool. All right, here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Hmm, that's a hard one. <laughs> I would probably pick someone's track Miata, track day Miata. Oh. Because it's such a simple car, but they get used so often and thoroughly enjoyed on the track all the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be a garage queen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want to be out there going around the track. Yeah, and I can think of no other car that gets used as often on the racetrack, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I've had so many guests here on Cars, yeah, that are Miata fans. Yeah. That drive them, uh, track them, either autocross or actual competitive racing and SCCA or some other class. I remember even the first time I drove the first generation Mazda Miata that came out I was like this is a cool fun little car yeah and they've just gotten better and better and of course the latest one that's just come out is a really nice car to drive so yeah I'm really looking forward to that car actually I've been thinking about getting one yeah yeah (laughs) go go test drive one of course they'll see you coming and go wait a minute you're that you're that race guy (laughs) you can't test drive our car you got to pay for it first well up (laughs) Next, Chris, is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code carsya 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsya.com slash sponsors. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to carsya.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. Okay, Chris, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Sure. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Just dive in and do it. Take it <laughs> apart, break it, put it back together again. <laughs> I like that. But uh, don't ask to borrow my car, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? 
I would say being obsessive over details <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely helps when owning a business. Oh, yes, absolutely. Your dad said uh, something to the effect of a, a trait that you have in you that's uh, being a bit excessive. So that's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Wow, a resource that your listeners would enjoy. I would say, uh, honestly, I have learned so much from just online communities of other like-minded individuals, whether it be simulator-related, hardware, software, whatever. I mean, uh, honestly, forums are yeah. probably – if you can filter out all the people attacking each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is some great knowledge in there um, and knowledge transfer happening back and forth. Oh, yeah. Forums are awesome. I have had several guests suggest forums, and I've learned so much on different forums, car clubs. If I'm looking for something for a vehicle or trying to find something, there's so many people that will jump in and help you uh, at just the most bizarre hours of the day. Don't these people work? Uh, You know, like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I've got five answers to this question, and they're all right. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forms are great. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you think the Cars Yeah listeners would enjoy reading? That's a hard one. I have of, of late not been a big reader. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a, t- a ton of time. I think the last book I read cover to cover, I was probably still in school. Oh, my God. Okay. No <laughs> problems. Well, oh, me... that's not true. I read the Steve Jobs biography. Oh, which well, there was you go. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I've had several people. Yeah, of course. I've, I've had several people recommend that book. So we'll put that as your your recommended books. I understand being busy. I have a stack of books here that I need to get through and I just, uh, you know, I feel there's always something that I feel like I need to be doing. I don't know why reading books makes me feel guilty. I feel like I'm, you know, not working, but uh, I understand <laughs> that. Well, listeners, you can find all these resources at com slash Chris Considine. Just put Chris in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up. And there's a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. Chris's book and all the past 372 guests that have been on the show where you can have quick links to get your hands on all the books that everybody's recommended here at Cars Yeah. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Um, in the last couple of years, I've really taken up vegetable gardening. <laughs> vegetable. That's cool. While living in L.A., nice to grow your own fresh vegetables. Do you have some favorites that you grow? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, I grow a lot of different kinds of tomatoes. Um, uh, so that's yeah. my big thing. And I've been doing a lot of different kinds of carrots as well because my kids and I are getting into pickling. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, there so. you go. Well, the fall is the time to be doing that. So although yep. down there you guys don't really have the seasons. I grew up down there, so yeah. I, I know that. But uh, no, it's fun. It's fun to do with your kids too, to teach them about growing food and eating the food they grow. It, it always tastes a little better when you grow it yourself. So Exactly. I love it. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Chris. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to write that check. (laughs) Nice guy, aren't I? Yeah. (laughs) What would that one vehicle be and why? I think for me right now, it would be a a McLaren P1. Ooh. Um, I think because... I've heard from a lot of my clients that they're a really great track car, but actually quite easy to drive um, day to day as well. And I could probably see myself and I'm really into the McLaren engineering. I love the way they just put things together and I would obsess over all the little tiny details of that car. 
endlessly. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Awesome, beautiful uh, cars. So that I get the right one, what color would you like? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty muted when it comes to colors. I'd probably do like a dark gray nice. or dark silver, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something that doesn't uh, stand out too much. Yeah, uh, that screams. I'm from Beverly Hills. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a great choice. Awesome cars. I've had several guests and friends who own those vehicles, and uh, yeah, they are really, really nice. You're gonna like this, Chris. You've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey and CXC simulations with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your McLaren P1? I just recently had one of our uh, interns ask me what piece of advice I would give him Mm. to start a business. Uh And I'll tell tell you what I told him, which is just do it. Just take that leap and just go, (laughs) you know. It's the hardest part, but it it really, you know, you miss all the shots you don't take, so. Uh, Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Are you guys going to be at SEMA this week? Uh, we will have simulators at SEMA this week. We've uh, A couple different companies have rented our simulators. Awesome. Uh, but Great. we won't be representing ourselves. For those listeners who are going to be at SEMA, uh, keep your eyes open for CXC simulations. Jump into one of those and have a wonderful experience. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Our website is probably the best place to learn about us, and that is www.cxcsimulations.com. It's a great website. You're going to have a lot of fun there. And if you have a chance to jump into a CXE simulator, do it. You will not regret the experience. Listeners, you can find everything, again, that we've talked about today at carsyad.com. Just put Chris in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up. And for fun, listen to his dad's show on Cars yeah. You'll get a little father-son. I've had a couple father-sons on the show so far, so... Uh, Art Morrison has been on this, the show with his son, so uh, you guys are in a, a rare seat here at Cars Yeah. I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences and CXC simulations with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me today. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.